Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of A Thousand Shades of Green, a literature podcast celebrating contemporary poets and writers. I'm Susan Richardson, your host and author of the poetry collections Things My Mother Left Behind from Potter's Grove Press and Tiger Lily, an ekphrastic collaboration with artist Jane Cornwell, published by JC Studio Press. I also write the blog Stories from the Edge of Blindness. Today, I am thrilled to share the breathtaking poetry of David Hanlon. David is a poet from Cardiff, Wales. He is co-poetry editor for Broken Spine Arts. You can find his work online in over 80 magazines, including Rust and Moth, Baron Magazine, The Lumiere Review, and Trampset. And his first chapbook, Spectrum of Flight, is available at Animal Heart Press. There is an exquisite vulnerability in David's writing that brings me to tears again and again, leaves me in stillness. David's poetry is a deep dive into moments so delicate yet so open, you cannot help but be in awe of his strength, his bravery, and his beauty. He turns the emotional landscape into shapes that are so striking, they are unforgettable. It is my absolute pleasure to share his poetry with you today. The first piece I've chosen was published in issue three of The Storms. It's called In His Bed. Here, beside him, on this firm yet soft bed, his sweet and musky scent roots into the earth of me. My right arm stretched overhead, flesh half-covering one eye, frames his face between white cotton peaks. Here, where time is fresh dough, rolled out by tenderness. The second poem, originally published in Feral Poetry Journal, is called A Bird Flew. A bird flew into a hole in my heart last night. Doctors say they can't see anything. Neighbors say I'm mad. I've lost it. But I feel it. Wings stretch, flutter, perch on my ribcage, softly cooing inside. Until it is a church, my ribs open arms, a book of hymns. Until the wound heals and I sing every word. This next poem, first published in One Art, is called Masculinity. I had to wear it every day, despite how ill-fitted it was, how badly I reacted to its rough material. 
like battery acid on my tender skin, so easily cut and chewed and spat out by boys who wore it better. My costume so oversized, it hung off my scrawny body in foreboding drapes. Trousers too wide and too long, falling down and gathering at my feet. Tripping over the excess subjugation, countless cuts and bruises. Fourteen years old and weeping to eighties power ballads. I listen to them now and feel nothing but my shame, disrobing itself, my form exposed, able. The fourth poem was originally published in the Lumiere Review and is titled Our Sky. Our sky puts on its dusky coat as if it's leaving, and all bedroom lamps, outraged, spring into action, coax intimacy from dimmed light. I follow its scent to a dead end, hold myself beneath the covers where old whispers linger like cigarette smoke. Watch it unspool over our turquoise blanket, then narrow into thin wires that I carry to my sink and floss with. Remove the plaque, blood flooding my gums, the taste of tomorrow's uncloaking, metallic in my mouth. This next poem, originally published in Trampset, is called Hardship. Unraveling does its dirty work again, and I ossify into a walnut shell, a slab of marble, cubic, boron, nitride, shout at the wrong things, how they left us, Foals wading through crocodile-infested rivers, our insides deluged with shunned tears. Once, a boyfriend took my hands and moisturized them, and it felt like being touched for the first time. It felt maternal. Now I macerate into soft putty, life rolling me between its thumb and forefinger. My form made malleable, elastic, ready to build, seal, repair. The final poems for this episode are from David's collection, Spectrum of Flight. The first one is called Swimming Lessons. One. They say I am gay, taunt, and bully me. They think they know the damage. They don't. What is this word I do not know? I know more words than them, but this one is out of reach. Still, the decision has been made. It is me. It is bad. I am bad. 
When I learn what it is, come to realize for myself that I am it. I think, how could they have known this about me before I did? Why am I this bad thing? I try to hide it. I can't. Two. I was thrown into the river behind that schoolyard and spent years swimming against the current. At last, I made it upstream, a gay man bathing, floating, wondering what they would say now if I told them how lucky I feel that I became a strong swimmer. The final poem for today's episode is called Our Love Exists in Shadows. They are like the sun, all-seeing, blazing down on us from unreachable heights. We can't look directly at them, for as tempers flare, they will incinerate our eyes, cast scalding hot rays, and finish off our faces. And where can we go? Only the shadows can offer us a home where we can be comfortable, affectionate, where the holding of hands, the caressing of fingers won't go up in flames before simmering with anger on the tip of our tongues. We can say with great conviction or try to, I hope that made you feel good. Our love exists in shadows, and if it must, I know, we'll let love flourish within these shaded boundaries, create our own light source. Now, when the sun people look down at their shadows on a bright yet humid afternoon and watch how we dance with unbridled joy, how we animate a perennial warmth, they'll suddenly feel, even if for a short while, a burning loneliness. And we, we are the light keepers, the light bearers, predisposed to love in dark places. Although my own writing could only ever hope to come close to conjuring up the beauty and vulnerability that blooms throughout David's poetry, Reading his work makes me want to be brave, to be vulnerable. So for today's closing poem, I've chosen a piece from Things My Mother Left Behind. It's called Rock Bottom. I got my first taste of escape at 12, chipping away the layers of self-control with a bottle of stolen wine. I stumbled home beneath a spinning sky, passed out on the floor and pissed myself while my best friend puked up her innocence on icy bathroom tiles. Your friend could have died, my mom said, hoping I would never take another drink. Guilt could not dissuade me. 
At fourteen, I developed a craving for the errant burn of vodka, a flame that tore the fragility from my tongue. Hard liquor became the master of dulling my sadness, loosening the binds of self-loathing. I broke off pieces of myself to numb the brutality of sorrow, quickly learning the dialogue of hangovers. The headaches could not dissuade me. Tequila brazenly graced my palate, heralding the arrival of an unsweetened sixteen, a drug humming through my veins, enticing me onto the path of liquored-up sex. I became well acquainted with the art of sneaking out of the tangle of a strange boy's arms, reeling with practiced stealth through the bleary maze of the morning after. Shame could not dissuade me. I painted the decades with a palette of shadows, wallowing in the parched mouth of regret, lips blistered by the aftermath of nights blacked out by booze. When the sun pulled penitence from my chest, I swore fealty to a healthier way of living, reached for the hand of sobriety, slipped. There were no signs of peril below, no craggy grooves to warn me. Rock bottom has no texture. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of A Thousand Shades of Green, celebrating the poetry of David Hanlon. It has been my privilege to read his exquisite poems. You can find out more about David in the show notes and on my website, floweringink.com. Don't forget to take a minute to follow, rate, and comment on our podcast. We will be back next Friday with a brand new episode. A Thousand Shades of Green was created and presented by me, Susan Richardson. All artwork was created by Jane Cornwell. A Thousand Shades of Green is produced by Joe Richardson.